0: Welcome to the Once and Future Authors podcast. I'm Stephanie and I'm so excited to be joined by one of my favorite guests. You've met Debbie DeLuise before but we're here today with the case of the llama raising librarian. It is book three in the Buttercup Bend Mysteries series so we're going to hear not just about the llama but about the whole series today with Debbie and uh I do have a soft spot for llamas, so when I saw the llama book coming out, I knew I had to get her on the podcast. Thanks for joining me today, Debbie.
1: Thank you, Stephanie. It's a pleasure
0: to be here. Oh, thrilled to have you. And um, uh, anyone who follows my travels all over knows last summer I was fortunate enough to go to South America. And there's a lot of llamas in South America. They dressed them up there with bows and ribbons, and and I went to a llama farm. And so when I saw your llama book, I felt like we had a kinship going. But uh, start me off with what inspired you with The Llama Raising
1: Librarian. Well, actually, um, a reader who uh, was a newsletter subscriber, I had a contest. One of the contests, because when I got to, I already knew the first two books, the cat crazy. I knew I would have a cat in the first book, and then the parrot loving professor. I don't know how I came up with that. Well, I knew I needed a professor. I'm trying to do a little alliteration, so the parrot professor. You know, so each book is going to have an animal, and um, I I asked them to submit the next what the next animal would be. And someone I did randomly I chose the llama, and then I asked for a title, and they came up with the actually the actual title that they came up with the llama loving librarian, which was really alliterative. But I wanted there was a reason why I wanted to have it a little different okay. um, so I just changed it slightly. But I did want a librarian because the series itself has a library. But in this book, where she actually goes to a llama farm, um, the librarian has been murdered. Ooh. She's a retired librarian, because as you know, I recently retired. <laughs> um, I'm A lot of the, the books in the future are going to have what's going on in my life, because it's going to be building a home, and that's another whole, that's another, so, some of my experience.
0: I love but, this. I love art imitating life.
1: This is great. And when you mentioned the llamas in Peru, not Peru, I'm sorry, South America. Peru. The, yes. the, yeah, right. That's one of the the Alulu, who is the main character in the book, main animal character, uh, is from Peru. They bring her to the farm, which is based on there were two farms that I interviewed. Uh one of them I actually went to, one one was upstate. And I modeled, I modeled kind of um, a conglomeration of the two farms, but I used, one of the farms had barn cats and you know how I love cats and there's a cat, cats in my series, So of course, not only was the llama featured, but these three barn cats were featured. Mm. And I, the other farm I actually went to, and that's where I got, I don't know if I should give it away. (laughs) <laughs> but I added, I add, I found something out of that farm when I was there, I guess I might as well say, Oh no, maybe I shouldn't because um, <laughs> no spoilers, no spoilers, yeah. but it gave me inspiration because I had already written the book when I went to this farm, okay. but, I, but I was still editing the book, you know, for the publisher. And when, while I was there, as I saw the different llamas, there was something that struck me and I went back and it was very easy. And I added it to the story, but that's something that I'm I don't want to, I guess I shouldn't give away right now. And, do it I,
0: I love that. And 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 the research and going to the llama farms, but I'm just gonna dial it back for the moment to your original inspiration. You are the first author, and you know I've interviewed like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of authors who has ever asked your audience, your fans for input on the next book, the next character, the next title. I have never interviewed an author who did that. So was this just a light
1: bulb moment? You thought, what the heck I'll ask or, that's brave. I do know authors who have asked for characters like, you know, pets, like I know some cat, like I'm I'm a member of the Cat Writers Association. I know some of the members have asked for pet names to use in their, that model it after the person's pet right but um no i just thought it would be fun it's something that helps readers get involved you know to interact and uh and they win a prize they either win a copy of a book or so i also offer a prize for the winner but usually i choose them randomly but sometimes i go through them and if i like something that really strikes me like the llama dig Llamas are very popular right now. I mean, I know cats are always popular, but you know, llamas are popular. I was surprised as I started researching and everywhere I went, I saw llama things. I saw, you know, llama tops, llama jewelry, llama stuffed llamas. Everywhere I went, I've seen llamas
0: right now. Yeah, I know no, llamas that. are very popular. It's funny because years ago when I first opened Red penguin books um penguins were super popular it right, just made the movie happy feet and all of a sudden penguins were everywhere uh but you're right every time i walk into a gift shop someplace there's a llama
1: <laughs> <laughs> so sure. Well, but that's I that- you got a t-shirt too with a lava on it. Oh, yeah. Yes, I wore this to the farm. I got this so I could wear it to the farm. Oh, I love that. And I can I wear love- it, you know, when I do dooms and when I do, if I do presentations, I can wear it for the book.
0: Absolutely. So tell me about the whole series too. You have yeah. this one. Dial us back to the whole series. Do you happen to have
1: that with you? Well, yes. You want, you want to see the book? Yes. This, well, actually my publisher has put the three books into one volume. Oh. which could be ordered as an ebook or it could be ordered um as a paperback it's pretty heavy if it's a paperback and it has three books oh they're wow stories they're not stories they're full length full-length books, books. So you could buy them separately too yes you got crazy lady I have um I have links if you want me to put them in the chat I can put links you know what but I'll put them in when we publish this yeah, when we get to it but what I like about this series and it's funny because I did not know when I first started it, what it was gonna develop into. Actually, I had several titles for the first book. I came up with the case of the cat crazy lady. And it's not, usually they say the case of the crazy cat lady. Okay. I, I reverse I changed a little bit. But I had the idea for the story. And it's about a, a woman who owns a pet rescue center with her brother. And there's a backstory. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but she's uh they're orphans. She and her brother were orphans. There was an accident, her parents were killed. And she lives with her grandmother. And her brother got married, and he lives next door. It turns out he's able, he was able to get a home next to the grandmother's house. And they own a pet rescue together. And um that was my idea for the story. And the cat crazy lady was murdered. She was. In the town, she was known. Her name, her real name, was Maggie Bloom, but in the town, she was because she took care of. all she had a lot of stray animals, stray cats, um, and that you know. So I worked that into the story, like why why did she get killed? And I had you know, of course, I had a lot of suspects and red herrings and all of that. Um, and then of course we go into the story. We introduce the main characters. You know, we have Kathy Potter. She's the main character, her best friend is Nancy Myers, And they get into investigating this murder like as amateur sleuths. Then the second book I had at the end of the first book, uh, well, I'm not gonna give away the ending of course, but what I started something at the end of the first book that Kathy was gonna go back to college. She never finished college because um, of the accident with her parents. It happened while she was in college. So she's a little older now, but she wants to go back to school. So then I thought, what were, what kind of animal could I use with the professor? And I just came up with parrot. P for parrot. So the parrot loving professor, and it's, it turns out that the main character, the professor, is killed because the case of whoever it is, parrot loving professor, that's the person who's killed. So I wanted to follow that. It's sort of like you know the, the format. To have in each book a different animal and a person who's murdered, and that Kathy would be helping to solve those murders. And a lot of other things happen because there's subplots in the book. For instance, you know, in the first book, Kathy starts dating these two men. Um her gardener, who helps out with the pet rescue center, and she has a pet cemetery, and um the veterinarian who helps in pet rescue. Oh, and she can't like kind of choose between these two men. (laughs) Now, as the series continues in the second book, they go to a, they go to a night. It's a 1970s, like a disco dance party. There's a costume party. And they, there's a, you know, this is part of like a subplot to the murder mystery. Right, right. So I try to throw that in. Now the third book, the one I just wrote, the one that a reader suggested the, the llama and the title pretty much. Um, I had to research, of course, llamas. I also researched parrots, the second book. I know everything about cats pretty much, so I didn't <laughs> have to do a lot that. That's true. Um, so when I decided to write that and the the librarian was going to be murdered, there is a librarian who's a regular person in the series. But Kathy now, she had gone to college, but she's off for winter break. And during this time, there's something going on between her and her two boyfriends, but she needs to get away from it. <laughs> and it turns out that the library, the town's librarian has an offer for her, it actually comes to her for help to investigate a murder of a friend. She used to work with this woman. The woman retired, and now she's dead. Her daughter suspects she was murdered, but nobody else believes that. So they are going to go undercover. They go to the farm. Uh, everybody knows Mildred, the librarian, because she had gone there. She she was friends with the woman. But they don't know Kathy. So Kathy pretends to be her daughter. Uh, and that's how she... But they go there to help out on the farm. But they're actually investigating the murder. Gotcha. So that, that's the theme of that book, pretty much. And of course, the llama is something that goes on with the llama, and there's a lot of characters. Um, but somebody just reviewed my book and said they love the book and they love love llamas, but they learned something about them by reading the book. And I feel like that's what I like. I learned about parrots when I researched the parrot book. Right. And so each book and the next book I'm already started. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Watching. wait, Wait, now I'm getting confused um the whale watching wedding planner i'm sorry it's all w's The whale watching, watching wedding, wedding planner wow and there's a reason why there's a wedding planner and i don't want to go because there's something that happens at the end of the llama book right leads into this book with the like i discussed
0: gotcha gotcha now did one of your fans suggest the whale and i have to go whale watching i'm I'm scheduled you absolutely have to go whale watching (laughs) you absolutely i love all this research you went to the llama farm you got a t-shirt you're you're teaching people all about llamas who are reading this
1: i have some other titles in mind you know somebody else suggested you know it's going to be a dog book eventually but I have like so many like animals, and I don't want them all to be usual animals. They could be un- a little bit unusual too, sure. you sure. know. Or they could be a breed or whatever. But they will all be featured, and there'll be a murder of somebody who is connected with them.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Have you ever been whale watching before?
1: No. Well, I certainly I hope that you. I think have- it was the know yeah last last year. Oh, okay. that's that's in the winter. The whales are in the summer. Yeah. Well. I hope you have more luck than I do. I've been whale watching
0: three times so far. Wow. And I've seen zero whales. Where did you go? Did you go to Freeport? I went to New Hampshire once. Oh. I went to Maine once. Maine. And just last week, I was on a whale watching trip in Nova Scotia. And the boat took us out and the waves were so high that within 15 minutes, they brought the boat back and gave all of our
1: money back. Well, you know, some of that could be in the story. I mean, they, they say you're not always successful. You're and who not knows always
0: successful. Me? Although I will tell you, I did see a whale off the coast of New Jersey once when I was on a fishing boat. It wasn't a whale watching boat. It was a just- fishing boat, but I saw a whale. So. <laughs> well,
1: you know, we go from llamas to whales. You
0: know? Llamas to whales. That's a big jump. Llamas to whales. So you're getting the ideas from these books. Well, it sounds like, Partly from your audience and partly because you were describing how now they're retired and they're going to be moving. So partly from your life as well. Although, Debbie, as long as I know you, I never knew you to juggle two boyfriends at once.
1: Kathy Kathy is young you know (laughs) I do have her you know she's young um she's almost 30.
0: Okay hey Um, let her juggle the boyfriends that's for sure (laughs) So, so you're getting your ideas from your readers which I think is just fabulous do you find because you are getting an idea from your readers as opposed to Other books, I mean, how many books have you written now? I think it's 17. 17 books. And the other books, at least from what I remember, the idea behind the book, the main character, whatever it might be, was something that came from your own creativity. Now that it's coming from, say, your audience, did you find it harder to kind of get going? Like when it was going to be a llama, were you like, oh my gosh, I
1: don't know where it just came? Not, not at all, because that's how I kind of do it. But it's just that I just, they don't tell me the story. They just gave yeah, me waiting. the title and the idea. And I, you know, but I'm not, it's not going to be all the time that I'm going to ask for it. Because right. I, I want, you know. Of course. But, um, I don't find it hard because I just build the story around it. I just build a story. I just I have to. I love that. I love it. <laughs> no, And that's inspiring to
0: hear because, you know, a lot of people would say, especially to someone like you who's written 17 books, um, I would love to be a writer, but I don't have any ideas. And you've kind of just proven that not only are there a million ideas out there, but you can even run with it when somebody else gives you a, a, a bit of an idea, which is amazing.
1: I have a, like two unfinished books that I keep going back to. But now that I'm working on the series, because I write, the, you know, I write the standalones also. Right, right. So, And then I wanted, sometimes I want to do a sequel to one of the standalones or I want to do a different standalone. So I have a lot of ideas. It's just, I don't, ha- you know, it's not even it's being- hours The hours day, yeah. Right? I still work sometimes. And then I have my daughter, there's so many things coming up. Exactly. I've got to focus on one project at a time.
0: Well, I can't imagine if you wrote 17 books with all those things on your plate, how many you would have written if you didn't have all those things on your plate. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. So you tell me, you did the research on the llamas. Share, let's say, what was the most surprising thing you learned about llamas or uh, funniest? What did you learn that you want to tell us about?
1: Well, this is is very funny. It kind of gives part of it away, but. They'll, they'll have to read the whole thing for themselves. I found out that when they breed llamas, okay, um, how they can tell if the llama is pregnant. Oh. And they call it a spit test. A spit test? A spit test. Because what they do is they, they if the llama, uh if they want to breed a, a particular llama with the male llama, they put them together for a while. Okay, then after a certain period of time, and they take them away from each other. Then they they notice that the llama is you know maybe a little tired of the normal or acting a little different, but they they give it a certain amount of time. Then they bring the llama back in with that same male llama, and if she wants nothing to do with him, she spits at him. She's pregnant. No, I never. I never. I, I said to them, is this true? And yes, it's true. Could you imagine if that's the way they people act? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure like afterwards they verify it. Is that, well, you'll see the the, the right, llama. Right. You know, they'll that's verify. It. That's the first test that they give the llama. If she fits at her mate, she's pregnant. They have three llamas at the Long Island Yarning Farm. I was on the Zoom with them yesterday. They have a contest going for when the llamas are going to happen. They have three llamas that are pregnant right now. No way. I want to see these babies when they're born. They're not born yet, but they have it down to like how close it will be, like the dates. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they have a contest for people on their website. If they can guess when the llamas and what, if it's going to be a boy or girl llama. So they do both. They guess and they win a gift certificate or something like that. It's very cute. Oh, but one of them, now they took two away. I said, "Did they have babies?" They said, "Not yet." But it's so close that they can't. They only have the one llama people can guess. So <laughs> it's just I couldn't believe that. That's, I don't think that's you know, a crazy fact about llamas that
0: I never. So maybe
1: that gives away something that happened in the book. Well, so. I,
0: now I don't know if you can remember long enough ago because the parrot book you did all sorts of research. You remember yeah. some crazy what was your favorite
1: parrot fact? Hmm. It's not so <laughs> a fact. Well I did have, yeah. I did have something where I think it was in Argentina. And I may be wrong, because like I said, it has been a while. Um they had done they were they I'm trying to like word this. So something about they they were not legally they did something there was something I wish I could get the book and show, and, and tell you but um they were outlawed parrots because right. they were causing um disruption like in the environment there was something that they were causing issues so like you know so in the book one of the characters came from that country and took it back here took the parrot here right. but it's an indoor parrot right. these were talking about outdoor parrots Gotcha. Um in that country they um they they were you know they couldn't they couldn't have an outdoor parrot. They, they they didn't want the parrots to be wild. Right they, they were causing in the environment they were causing issues. I remember that fact. Interesting. Interesting. We have we have a parrot club. And in the parrot club in the book, there the, the, there are three men. There's a lot of uh suspects, but the the parrot professor who got who was murdered. He had started a club for people who had parrots. And there were three men who joined the club, but one of them didn't even own a parrot. They just had an interest in parrots. Okay. And one of the parrots only spoke Shakespearean phrases. And that plays a part in the story. The other parrot is um like an English parrot. And they in the other one, the one that came from South America. Um, has an accent like he, he speaks Spanish it's like a Spanish accent because the parrots talk but they you know pick up the words that we say and then then there's a kidnapped parrot and then it leads to something the parrot that was the professor's I'm not giving that away so nope 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 I just want to give us a taste
0: so we know and I'm hearing also so each book is a different animal but I can tell that there's an overlying thread. So maybe we should start at book one
1: when we're reading. Right. Um, I think the, the way the characters develop, yes. uh, it's a good idea to start with the first book, the Case of cat crazy lady. Um, because of the, the now I don't have all the characters in each book, but I, I introduce new characters to gotcha. the murders, you know, because you've got to have new suspects, you've got to have but Kathy Carter is the, you know, the main um character and her friend Nancy, and then her two boyfriends, and her grandmother, and her oh, brother.
0: Right. So there's,
1: there's, you would see how they develop uh, from book to book. Gotcha, gotcha. So it would be good to start with the first book, but you don't, even if you start with the, um, the current book, you would have backstory. Okay. Um, there would be a little bit of backstory so you wouldn't be so confused, but you wouldn't know, like, who killed? Who killed the professor? You wouldn't know that. Wouldn't know that. You know, know, that. know that he had been investigating that. You know. So, yeah, who gotcha.
0: but for all of our llama lovers out there, they can start with this book, and mm-hmm. then once they fall in love with uh, the series and and the author, they can go back and read the other ones. That's okay
1: too. And the way this book ends, I did something with this current book that I didn't do with the first two oh there is something there's a subplot that's left hanging and i know like some people don't like you know cliffhangers it's not a cliffhanger but you know who killed it ties the whole murder up and everything but there's something else and that's why that's continued in the whale watching wedding plan okay
0: so so we hope they start with one if they start with three well for sure they're gonna want four which is the whale watching wedding planner.
1: And then there'll probably be a quartet of four books <laughs> together. But um, yeah. Oh. And then I'm, and from there, I have something going on with the house building. There's going to be a murder of a builder. I mean, oh. I think, well, yeah. Then- I mean, now I have plans for the future, but I don't know. I've got to think of the animal. I'm not really set yet with the end. So. Gotcha. gotcha. And uh, tell me something as a
0: writer. Do you plan on kind of focusing on this series or your kind of mind is saying, hey, eh, you know, I might wake up one day and want to go back to this other series or do a standalone? How does that well,
1: work? Well, I, I do the Cobble Cove series, which is different than this one. Right. But um, I want to, I still want to continue that. I had a, the last book I wrote, um, The Sneaky Supernatural Mystery and um, Other Cobble Cove Stories. Uh, I'd like to continue it. I don't know when, and I also have two books that I haven't finished. Well, one I finished, but I'm editing it, but I'm not ready to submit it. It's a standalone Got time, it. time travel, and then I have another one that's like a gothic, which oh. is gonna be a, that I wrote a long time ago, but I wanna, I I wanna get to find the notes and then finish it. And I that there's a lot, there's- but I am focusing on this series for now. I do the wedding planner has to go and then maybe you know that has to be finished and I'll do another one but I do maybe go back to sneaky because I do miss him he was like the cat character and he I am up for a a muse medallion award from the cat writers association for sneaky supernatural mystery not the book but the short story that was in the book okay stories and there's another short story that um, I wrote nonfiction about my own cats, um uh first Christmas with kittens. And that was in in a new anthology that came out, the cat and the Christmas tree, which came out um, you know, for the holidays. And I went back to when they were kittens and the first Christmas that I had with them, and it's nonfiction, and I'm up for a reward for that one. So that's coming in October. Fantastic.
0: Well, I I know that uh, I have my fingers crossed for you and I know they give you a beautiful prize. So next time you're on, hopefully you'll, you'll be wearing your, your muse medallion. Let me just remind all of our viewers where they can get um, the case of the llama raising librarian. Uh, It is book three in the Buttercup Bend mystery series. Uh, But you can certainly start with this one if you are a big fan of llamas, as I am. And then you might want to go back and read about the parrots and the cats and be prepared for book four, which is going to be coming out soon. And also, please do visit uh, Debbie's website, her web address there, debbiedelouise.com, where you can find all of her books, uh, 17 and counting. So you definitely want to get on her mailing list over there especially in case she's going to be um, putting out any other um, contests to get a, a different name or something like that. And uh, Debbie's also given me all of the purchase links for these books, which I'll have right there with the, um, with the recap of our show here. So you can buy the books. Loved, loved, loved seeing you today and, uh, and seeing the llama. and you look like you are filming directly from the farm, which I adore. I'm a little worried that next time you film, you're going to be on a boat, because we're going to have a whale jumping in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me, and for all of our listeners, you'll want to get cracking on reading. There's more to come. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Stephanie.